Welcome to Smart Bear Live with Jason Cohen, brought to you by SoftwarePromotions.com. In this episode, Jason speaks with Jared from PadSeeker. This is a fairly long interview, but there wasn't a good place to break it up, and I think you'll find plenty of useful points. Once again, Smart Bear Live is brought to you by our friends at Software Promotions. If you make great software and want to sell more of it, visit SoftwarePromotions.com. One more thing. Jason will be speaking at the Business of Software Conference again this year, October 1st through 3rd in Boston, along with at least 14 other great speakers like Kathy Sierra, Noam Wasserman, Daniel Pink, and Joel Spolsky. You can find online recordings from these people, but there's nothing like being there in person. I'm Patrick Foley. I've attended the last two Business of Software conferences, and it's my favorite conference. It's where I met Jason and Dave Collins, founder of Software Promotions, and Neil Davidson and Mark Littlewood and Rob Walling and a bunch of other amazing people. If you're listening to this podcast, you should go to sign up at businessofsoftware.org. So hi, Jared. Uh, Tell me a little bit about your business. Well, the the name of the company is padseeker.com. So uh, we're we're trying to build, I guess the best way to describe it is uh, some sort of analogy of padseeker would like to be for rental properties and real estate, what Shopify is to e-commerce. I think that does a pretty good one-sentence synopsis, but I can give you more information if you'd like. So what's the idea? I'm, I'm looking for an apartment, and this is the best place for me to find one. And if I'm trying to rent out a, a place, this is also where I go? In other words, it's a marketplace or what? Yeah, I, I think initially the real focus of PadSeeker is going to be an on-demand solution to create a website for property management. I, I don't know what on-demand solution means. You mean website? Yeah, I, yeah, it's a website. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if you want, if you own a few buildings, or maybe you own many buildings, maybe you have a website, but you're not happy with it. Maybe you didn't think it was worth to spend five thousand dollars or more on a custom website, something along those lines. I mean, imagine, you know, in an abstract sense, uh, you know how you you might download, say, WordPress, and you're doing that for content management or for or for a blog. And I, I know that there's uh, some online solutions. I'm not exactly sure if your, your well, site look, is... Well, I mean, indi- every apartment I can find has a website already, and then there's stuff like Craigslist. So I don't understand why you ex- why anybody needs this. Uh, there are quite a few property management companies that have sites, but they're somewhat out of date in the sense that uh, I think our biggest or easiest group of people to target or market to are people who... No, the, the question have, is, how come okay. they already have a website... How come it's not just Craigslist? Because that's where people are going to go, uh, or things like that, to find apartments. So they'll just Google it, and they'll find apartmentratings.com, for example, which is really good at SEO, um, and is, is basically a way to find apartments with ratings even, and it's very popular. Like, why do we need this thing? Uh, that's a very fair and good question. Uh I think for an individual company that has their own property website, uh that it may not have some of the features that they used to have. I, I, I guess um, I'm more targeting property management companies. So why is it called right. Pad Seeker? Because that that implies uh, it's it's for people finding apartments. But you're saying that is yeah, that's a that's a very fair point. Uh, and the idea was to have a single source of information as far as people creating multiple sites, and then eventually have an API where people could build stuff on top of. Uh, 
on top of Padseeker in the sense that uh, multiple companies would put their properties into Padseeker, get their own site out of it, as well as have an API where people could potentially grab that data. I mean, that wasn't necessarily okay, the wait, but, but Who cares about grabbing the data? It's already there. It's, there's already websites that have all the data. I don't, I don't get this. So it's property management software with a customer-facing front-end as well, so it also manages your front-end website? Is that what it is? It, all right. The, the first stage is primarily you, you have a property management company. You don't necessarily have a, a website for yourself. Or if you have a website that you're not happy with, you did it five years ago, doesn't have Google Maps, not mobile compliant. My goal is to say to them, I can get you a much more affordable uh, and up-to-date solution for your website and to get as many customers in that respect. That, that's primarily what I'm what the first stage of the business is going to be and that's what I'm going to focus on that's what I'm trying to get live so uh, I, I certainly appreciate you trying to burst the so, bubble but at, so it's at not this- property management it's just the website for a property manager uh, so that they have a presence that's not outdated um, and w- which presumably makes it easier for people to find it and if and if they find it to actually discover the apartments that they have and where they are and that kind of stuff. But from what I can tell, that's not how people find apartments anyway. They go through apartment locators because for the clients, that those are free, and you get to tour around and look at them, which is what you really want to do. And they help winnow down the results, and you and I know that they, they don't really um, give you the full gamut of what's available. They only have certain things to get kickbacks for. We know. We know it's like that, but nevertheless, it's easy, it's free. They will show you things that are more or less in the area and, and, and price range that you want. That's how you find an apartment. So I don't understand why the property management needs a modern website. So have you talked to some of these property managers? I have. I've had about four conversations. Great. One so of them is why did they say they want a new website? Because I, I I can't believe they get a lot of traffic anyway uh, of of normal humans finding apartments that way instead of through one of these SEO websites or through a physical apartment locator. I would agree. I think. Part of it initially would just be to have a presence on the web and the ability to say, "Hey, no, if you want to what see did these they? Parts. No, no. What did they say? Why did they say they're going to throw away their website and use you? They said it's because what? All right. So one of the the first customer that had the the most receptive, I had the most receptive uh, conversation with is they don't have a website and they deal with specific. Okay, mm-hmm. so it could be you, it could be a WordPress site, and you may be a faster, cheaper way to get to a website. Okay, yes, so that's one. That's part What's, of it. The, the, that's a really easy one. But then again, uh, you know that most people have websites. I'm sure. There, there are a few people that don't, or if they had a website done maybe more than five years ago, it doesn't have mobile compliance. It doesn't have Google Maps. It's a way to get um, a lot of the features that uh, I think a modern uh, apartment management company might want or feel like it's to their advantage. So you have four people, and they all said we're we're in. And how much the money? One you one said we're in, and the other three were. Well, I'm curious to see what you have, but don't talk to me until you're done. So essentially, it sounds interesting, and potentially I might be. Okay, a why is it interesting? What what do they expect it to do? And don't uh, tell me maps. Like that's <laughs> that is a means to some end. What is the end? Are they expecting uh, apartment locators to discover them and then add them to their rounds? Are they trying to get to the end customer? They are. I mean, essentially, uh, one of the one of the features I was going to add was uh, the ability to easily create a Craigslist ad. So I mean, it's it's all a matter of funneling people from other 
re, uh, sites to your particular site. I mean, hey, you post an ad for for an apartment, you put it something, you generate a nice looking ad in Craigslist as opposed to just something in simple text. It sounds like though that you're just stabbing around at things you could do that they might want. You're not using these firm words like, this guy told me that if we can automatically post a Craigslist ad every week because those ads get stale and get roll off, so you have to keep at it. And also, you have to rotate the content and put them in different categories, otherwise this or that happens. And uh, our software will do that, and they say, oh, my God, if you do that, um, that's big time. Uh, then I'm interested. Like, that's the co- – I just made that up. I don't even know if that's true. Yeah. But, like, if you don't have it that detailed and someone's saying, oh, man, I need that. I mean, just adding a Google map to a website, I mean, you might as well just be a web developer and charge $100 an hour and have a WordPress template and knock us out and charge them five grand. And it only costs you, uh, uh, it costs you less than a week because you've got your template and you're fast and smart and you're done. Like, you know, there, there's, unless you have something tangible that they said, I will pay X dollars if you do this thing, um, then you're just a web designer, which is fine, but then just do that. Okay, uh, I don't. Based on the conversations that I've had, where someone spent five thousand dollars on a website, say five years ago, and whether they have Google Maps or not, the whole idea of getting a, a better website or a get, getting a better product, it just uh, they're that's not something they want to do. They had maybe a bad experience or or it cost a lot of money, and the whole idea is to say pay between twenty five and fifty dollars a month and to get a, a higher quality website than what they have right now, and. Uh, you know, there's other ideas beyond just just that. I realize it, it seems a lot of nebulous. It seems all kind of nebulous no, right no, now. Here's, here's what it seems like. You've talked to four people, and let's say they all do it. So all you've proven is that you can make 200 bucks a month, well, in revenue, um, off, of a, off of some basic websites. And even if you can get 1,000 people doing that, that's not really much of a company because with all the expenses around 1,000 people and acquiring them and answering their questions and how come we can't put this here and and the hosting costs, that's not really even much of a lifestyle business yet. And so you probably could build that because that company because, of course, they want a website and presumably your websites aren't so bad. And uh, you can probably do that. Like that's 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 not... So if you want to do that, I, I guess just do that. But again, like that doesn't seem like even a good lifestyle business. And so that doesn't seem like the kind of thing you want to do. You want to do something else. And so my question is, what's the something else? Because it sounds like you haven't, you haven't discovered yet what the something else is. And why not discover that first? Because that's the interesting part. All right. Well, one of the things that I'm, I'm really fascinated by, I guess you could say that the that first part of that that idea as far as giving people websites is is not necessarily the the end destination it's also the ability to create an api of of properties no way no it's not because i there's no way any property manager has ever told you you know what i really want is an api but the problem but here's the problem that that currently exists as far as the if you have an individually hosted solution even if you have an API, how are people going to find you? On the other hand, if you get a thousand people, let's say for argument's sake, I get fifty people in Chicago to sign up because that's where I'm I'm located, like located at, and I get between ten and twenty properties. Well, if I get fifty people with 10, 20 properties, I now have a thousand properties. And let's say you wanted to build a site on top of that API. I mean, one of the ideas that I was talking Wait, to somebody stop. else. You're you're not addressing the point, which is that the property managers. This is this is all a means to some end that you still haven't told me. They want to double the leads coming to their website. They want to 
increase the conversion on their website. They're trying to sell units through their website. They're trying to attract property lo- uh, apartment locators and and give them all the tools to encourage them to show people their units so that more units get sold. Like, you have to get to what is it that the property manager goes, oh my God, I'm going to make more money because my vacancy is going to go down or because whatever. Um, and I, I have not heard that yet. If the idea is we're going to sell more units, well, how's that possible? Because we're going to, through Google, we're going to have thousands of people come into your website where today it's just 10 a day. Now it's going to be a thousand a day. You interested? Like if it's not that straightforward to their bottom line, then it's all just a means to an end and blah, 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 and techno babble. And it's not, it's not what they want. There's no way anyone says like, oh, I can't wait to be part of a network with an API. Like that's not, that isn't what they want. They want units filled. They want cheaper hosting. They want, I mean, I don't know, but it doesn't sound like you've discovered what that thing is or you're not telling it to me. I mean, if it winds up that I get a thousand customers paying between twenty five and fifty dollars, no, not a month. winds up. You have to find people that say, "I will give you three hundred dollars a month if you can get the number of leads to my website to go up to a hundred a day instead of ten a day." See what I mean? Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's what I'm selling, or I, that's not what I'm going after, and well, that's what, not what, what I is have. it that they want to have happen with their business. The ability to market their properties better, as far as as opposed to the way to to anybody that's looking, whether it's creating a Craigslist ad, whether it's it's the ability to say, "Here's my business card. I have these are where the properties are." To hang a sign on the outside of their apartment building. No, they already hang signs on the outside of the apartment building, and we all know that is not how you sell apartments, right? It's almost no walk-ins. It's all apartment uh, stuff. Sometimes there's walk-ins, but if there's walk-ins, they just walked in. Like there's there's nothing to do with what you're talking about. So let's say it's Craigslist ads. Okay. It's too, it's too hard or they don't know how or it's just tedious. It's tedious. It's tedious. Maybe there's, there's certain aspects to it that's annoying. They forget to do it. They can't track whether they're working. They want to try different messages and see which ones are working better, but that's too much work or they're not technical enough. I'm making this up. But supposing that's a thing. That sounds good. I would like to hear a, a property manager say, we know Craigs- people find us through Craigslist ads. We don't know how many. We don't know how to improve those ads, and it's too much of a pain in the ass to post them and post them often enough. And the person who I signed it through the office have other duties, and they don't really know either, and it just doesn't work well. And you say, right, for 50 bucks a month, I will completely manage your Craigslist ad stuff. You're going to get a report every month of how much impact they had, how many people saw it, maybe, maybe you can't tell that, but how many people clicked through, and of those people, how many people did some interesting action like they... They spent more than a minute on your site or they fill out a contact form or something that you decide, you know, that they agree is is somewhat valuable. And you make this little report. And then furthermore, over time with your expertise and your testing, again, assisted by your amazing special tool, you're you're even going to improve this amount of, of leads and conversion and quality of leads over time because that's part of the service. And you're going to charge, and I'm making this up again, 199 bucks a month for up to uh, you know, a dozen Craigslist ads or Craigslist, Craigslist ads for up to three properties or, you know, like something like that. Um, or they, and you know, they're going to get these reports and it's month to month. So if they don't, if they don't feel like it's getting value, they can cancel. And so there's no reason not to try it. And by the way, if, um, if, if they go through the first month and they don't like it, it's a money back guarantee for the first month. I just made all that up. Yeah. But, like that is a at least a testable business hypothesis. 
There's this pain, it sucks. Your tool completely solves the pain, full visibility for them, hands-free for them. Will they pay that much money for it? And trying to reduce some of the barriers to entry, like they can cancel and other things so they don't feel locked in. They feel like it's easy to try this and see if they like it. Um, and, so, you know, that is a formulation of something you could go out, try to sell. If, if five people say yes, you could actually try it. Here's another thing. You seem gung-ho in building websites and bu building technology, which is fine. But with this kind of stuff, again, they don't care about the technology. Let's, let's just for now go with this Craigslist assumption because at least it's a business. And the other stuff you're talking about to me, like there's, I, I, I still don't understand the business model and the pain point and you obviously haven't talked to people to identify it yet. So let's just use this as an example. All right, I, I understand, I understand your skepticism. No, wait, wait, let's uh, just use this as an example okay. because it's tangible and the other stuff I don't, is not tangible to me yet. Um, so then what I would do with this Craigslist idea is I would go sell it to people with no code no code at all. Then I would wait until I had like five or 10 people who literally gave me the money, the 199 a month or whatever it is. Um, it, they literally said, okay, here's my credit card or my PayPal or however they do that. Right? So you have it, you, you know, now that they want this for this amount of money, it's guaranteed it, for sure. Because look, if you can find even five people, but 10 better then I, then for sure there's a thousand people out there like that too. Right? Um, so, if you did that, now you've got something like one or two grand a month of revenue proving that this is interesting. Now what you do is you fulfill this by hand. You write the Craigslist. You log into Craigslist with their account or however that works. You make the links with Bitly or something that allows you to track stuff. Um, you you know request access to their Google Analytics so that you can track the rest of it. You make the report in Google Analytics. This many clicks, this, 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 you know, you make a, a cool custom report, which you can very easily export and format into a nice one pager for them and so on. You try different ads in Craigslist. You try different ad text and I don't know, whatever other stuff that you feel is good to try and you do it. The first month you make the reports, you make the stuff, no code and you figure out like what, you know, what is interesting? What does work? Do they like that? Did it produce the traffic they wanted? Maybe, for example, uh, maybe they won't be impressed with, uh, maybe the number of people that actually make it to the contact form is never going to be that good. Um, you and, know, so, and so, Jason, you, I'm, I'm really sorry to interrupt. I Listen, I totally respect you, and I wouldn't be calling if I wasn't uh, looking for, for your opinion. Uh, it's taken me a long time to get to this point. It sounds like you're talking about a different business idea and all of those no, things. No, 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 I'm not. I, no, I'm just using this as an example. If it's not Craigslist, fine. Then just cross-apply all this to the other idea. But in other words, the thing that they want done, you can probably just do, and you could probably do it with very little code or a little bit or a couple of tools just to prove out that this is what they want and you can deliver it and then they want it. And then, of course, everything I just said, you could build an incredible tool. Maybe it's self-serve for them. Maybe you use it. I don't know. It sort of depends on how all that rolls out. And all of a sudden, you have a scalable business with a scalable tool set that you know they like. You have... You have some nice testimonials from them now because you kick some ass. Um, and that's a business. This other stuff about, like, if it's just a website, then it's a website and, and okay. If it's something else, um, we're going to drive more leads. Your SEO is going to improve. We're going to manage your Craigslist. We're going to do property management. We're going to uh, convert your conversions. On your website will improve. Like there's all of those things would be great businesses. Uh, and I understand you have a big vision and it's going to be many things someday and that's fine, but it won't be many things on day one. 
it'll it'll be something. So I feel like you have to find something that they're going to pay for, more than one person, um, and find a way to deliver that to them in the easiest, quickest possible way, and that's how you can sort of validate that you have a business that people will give you money for. Okay. Um, I mean, you've thrown a lot out there, and I, I sort of have to process that, and uh, I could certainly see the direction of the business potentially changing. Um, at the same time, it's taken me a long time to get there, and <laughs> I'm sort of pretty committed to this as far as this idea, and I'm perfectly, I'll be honest with you, I'm willing to fail. Even, you know, if it turns or if I have to pivot or something along those lines, if I only get 50 customers paying 20 or 40 or $50 a month for a website and that's not enough to sustain myself or that's not, uh, that's wait, not wait, enough wait. to give let's, me, wait, hold on. To, I'm well, willing to fail with this wait, idea. Wait, 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 let's just do the math. You're willing to fail. That's very brave, except why bother when you could be failing faster in some other way? You said it took a long time to get to this point. Well, let's try to accelerate how fast you can learn and fail and get to points that work. So let's let's go down this road. Let's say that how much money they're going to give you per month for a website. What what have you been quoting them? Uh, between twenty five and fifty dollars a month. All right, let's call it fifty because I think you could probably ch- honestly charge them two hundred and fifty uh, a month. Because for example, um, there's a company here in Austin that charges real estate agents a hundred and fifty dollars a month plus a fifteen hundred setup dollar setup fee for a very generic. Uh, real estate agent site with like three pages. Here's me. Here's my face. Here's my properties. Call me. Like in other words, almost nothing. Certainly less than what you're describing. And they get away with 150 bucks a month plus 1500 setup. So I think you could go a lot higher. But let's go with your numbers. Let's 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 round up and say it's 50. So it's 50 bucks a month. And how many property? You know, let's say this company does pretty well. How many property owners do you feel like? You know, in this in the span of a year or two, could you have signed up on this system? I'm hoping to get at least 25 customers by the end of this year. We're hoping to go into beta maybe in, in – I'm targeting February. So okay. a very low estimate would be 25. 25 and then but, – but then, you know, then the year wears on and you, uh, you're acquiring more customers. And so at, let's say at the end of next year, how many cust- customers could you have? Just power of 10. I, I hope over mo- more than 100. I mean – Okay. 200? Potentially. All right. Let's yeah, call it 200. Right? 200. That's good. So 200 people each giving you 50 bucks a month, right? Yeah. So that's uh, that's 10 grand a month, right? Sure. In revenue. And then there's some hosting costs. Um, I'm not sure what it is, but I bet this these sites don't get a lot of traffic. So um, I'm sure you've built this in a way that's that's intelligent for multi-tenantness and whatnot. So hosting costs are probably, what, 500 a month? Uh, right now, it's less than 50. No, not right now, once you have 200 customers. Uh- uh, I would, I'm, if I get to 200 customers as far as capacity, I, I'd have to look at what it would cost. It would probably be, be at least a couple hundred dollars a month, if not more. Yeah, probably, probably more. Cause remember you have to remember you're going to have backups and, uh, you know, there's stuff, right? It just kind of piles up. So yeah. let's say it's 500 a month for that. Um, and there's other stuff like in order to acquire, to acquire 200 customers, um, you know, you might do some advertising or go to a show or bang the phone or, um, do some Google ads. Like, I don't know, but like there'll be some costs in acquiring customers, right? Sure. So, you know, that's probably a couple of grand a month. So probably what you're looking at, assuming the high end of what you're talking about cost wise, you know, you're probably making something like, you know, five to eight grand a month 
for yourself, assuming you have no other employees or anything, you're still doing all this yourself. Is that the case? Yeah. So is that okay? That sounds yeah. good. Yes. So th- this is you want this to be a, a lifestyle uh, business where you you know it, it feeds you and hopefully hopefully does even more than that, right? Theoretically, yes. I mean, I have again, I have grander ambitions for just getting 200 people to sign up for the service. But yeah, that's if, if that if it even made half of that, I would consider that a success as far as a, a feather in my hat and say I I did something I'd never done before and okay uh, and. You know, like I said, I'm willing to fail, but even if I get to half to what you're talking about, I would say I, I accomplished something and I'm learning something and it might lead to the next thing or it might, or it might just be exactly what it is. Just something okay. that. So, so in other words, this is part of this is just, you know, you're, you're sort of exploring a new career and your own boundaries and what you enjoy doing. And, and, you know, sure. It'd be great if it, if it throws off some money, that'd be cool. And. Uh, which is great. I love that. It's such a healthy attitude. I wish more people had that attitude with their, with their uh, startups. Um, great. So that's great. Now, if you're going to do that, then here's what I think. You absolutely should charge a lot more because you're not trying to get, you just said like, you're not really even aiming at getting like a thousand or 2000 people online uh, on this. thing. I mean, it'd be cool if you did, but like, that's not even really the goal. It's, it's you have the you have like a bunch of things that you're tr- trying to achieve and 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 um, uh, making the biggest baddest company as fast as possible is not on the list actually <laughs> right yeah so here's well, what I, here's what I think I, yeah you that's do. a pretty accurate description here's what I mean you should do I think you should consider this not a modernized website because as soon as you say things like um, I'm building you a monetized a modernized website. Then you get put in this category of like, okay, well, right now I pay GoDaddy 10 bucks a month for this old WordPress thing, so I could maybe stretch it to 20, 30 bucks a month, you know, if it's better. You know, you put yourself in that, in that position um, when you call it things like a modernized website. On the other hand, if you position it as, this is a platform for the online presence, kind of like what you said, but, but, you know, specific stuff, like... We know that this will increase your SEO and you'll get more traffic. We know that people will stick. We're constantly trying out and developing new techniques. So month to month, we're not just serving traffic like a, like some web host would do. We're literally discovering better ways to attract traffic, engage people with your site, get them to tweet about it, get them to use your contact form, um, uh, um, increase your SEO position, et cetera. We're constantly figuring these things out and we're constantly tweaking these things on the site so that we're constantly improving your footprint. That's part of what you're paying for. Um, you know, in other words, if you position it as like this kind of a, a, um, of a, of a value to them, then you're not, they're not in web hosting anymore. And then you can absolutely justify 150 bucks a month, maybe more, but let's start with that. Also, I think a setup fee makes a lot of sense. There's almost always a setup fee. Now, I understand maybe the first few people, when you're trying to get going, maybe you can't get away with that. I'm not sure. But abs- but when, you know, when you're at a customer number 74, I think it makes – there's going to be setup costs, right? Because their own content yeah. needs to get in there. And there's photos and their maps. And I have five properties, not three. And I don't know. There's just stuff. And they're not technical. They're not going to set it up that well. And if you set it up for them – you're going to do such a better job and you know that and that's going to make them more successful and more happy and you know that and they know that and it's absolutely normal to charge a setup fee. So again, using this model locally of people with even less money than the property agent people um, and they get away with 150 bucks 
a month plus a thousand dollar or fifteen hundred dollar setup fee. Um, and, and for example, you could roll other things into that if you if you still feel uncomfortable charging that much, or or if they need more to charge that much. So for example, you could say part of that fifteen dollar hundred dollar setup fee is I sit down with you on the phone for two hours or an hour, and I ask you questions about well, what is important to you? What uh, you know, what do you? What kinds of things do you want to say about this property? What do you want to rank highly for? Is it luxury? Is it affordable? Is it uh, convenient? Like, you know, what are the things about this property that we want to highlight? And in other words, you sit down and you do like a, a counseling session, and that's part of, and then you can tune the site to that. And that's part of why there's a fifteen hundred dollar seven fee because it's okay. going to be really good. You know what I mean? Like, um, this is I, all brainstorming. I understand, I understand yeah. what you're saying. I'm, but here's what happens now. Me. Now the math changes completely. Because with $1,500 setup, let's say $1,000 setup times 100 customers, that's 100 grand. And you're going to do that setup stuff anyway to get their website to work because they're not technical. They can't make all this stuff look good and all that. They don't know what to write. And so you, that's 100 grand right there. And the 150 bucks a month, that extra 100 bucks is just pure profit. Right, because your costs don't go up, <laughs> charging mm-hmm. 150 over 50, same cost to you. Yeah. So that's let's say you have 200 customers, that's 20 grand of profit per month in your pocket. And let's say it is only 25 or 50 customers, like you said, and it doesn't even get to 200. But still, like at 50 customers, you're actually at the same place monetarily that we just said you were at 200. So yeah. uh, because it's bottom line money, uh, that that money, and those and that setup fee means you can do things like. If this does start growing, you can afford to do whatever, like hire someone else to help onboard people or uh, spend more money on marketing or I, I don't know. Uh, in your words, you could afford to fail at different things because you have the extra cash to do so and, and, it, and it's okay. So especially because you're not trying to get like a thousand people on the site real fast and so you want to make it real cheap so it's a no-brainer, like that's not what you're doing. So I would I, go way upscale with it and make a lot of money on these guys. Okay. Uh all right, so let me tell you about the the thing, the ambitions for the project that I have. If I get more than fifty or hundred customers and charging, okay. you know, twenty five or fifty dollars a month, uh, I've talked to a couple other people that are at least somewhat interested. Um, you know, it's more conversation, not necessarily they're going to pay for it. But here's a perfect example: there's somebody I know who is involved with an uh, an association dealing with uh, people who have handicapped, or and whenever you're dealing with an apartment, you need to get. Uh, you're trying to get an apartment that's ADA accessible, right? And they would like to be the ability to to post properties that are ADA accessible, and that's one of the goals of Pathseeker and the API in the sense that they could. I want to offer people the advantage of here's not just your website. That's sort of I hate to say it. That's sort of like the honey you know, to draw the first right. initial customers. That's fine. It's the ability to say your your property will not just show up. In your own website, it has the potential for other people that will build on top of the Pad Seeker API to show your ADA or Amer- American Disabilities Act compliant properties right. on this other site, or dog friendly, or you know, I mean, there's any number of options. Right. But that's that's pr- that's probably that is the reason why I want to keep it relatively low, and I certainly understand. Wait, 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 wait. Let me ask you about that. Sure. I totally understand what you just said. Kick ass. Now explain what you meant about that's the reason why you're trying to keep the price low. I don't get why that one leads to the other. Because I feel I I feel like if the price is, is too high for some people that either have a website or even don't have a website, they're not going to see the advantage of why am I paying 
you know, let's say for argument's sake, a hundred dollars a month. You're talking about the price point that you were you were discussing. If if you're paying a hundred dollars a month, that means twelve hundred dollars a year. Um, you're that's probably on par with one of the solutions that are available now. So essentially, if you own a property building or a property management association, or you own a few apartments and you want a website, you have two options. Your first option is to pay five thousand dollars or more, significantly more, for a custom website, or you could pay somebody for an existing template. There's plugins even available for WordPress. But at that point, once you hit a hundred dollars a month. Uh, that's roughly what some of the other companies that exist in the marketplace are doing now. Right. And I could see even doing that at some point when I had enough properties. I mean, I'd be thrilled if I built a company that had 50, 50 subscribers, maybe they were paying $50 a month, and then we tried to build another site on top of the API. That I still didn't hear, though, why... I mean, to me, if you're providing even more value then you should be even more expensive, right? Because that value doesn't exist. That ADA accessible site doesn't exist anymore. That dog-friendly or... and that's I know. But isn't the website you're talking about building, even without the API, even the website, you're just, the basic website you're talking about, isn't that at least on par with the other things they have available to them? Yes, yes. Or better, hopefully? Like, at least incrementally better? It's right now, I mean, I... I it, I have a long ways to go. I mean, we're going to add stuff, but yeah, I, I I feel like based on what I've seen, what's available now, and what we're offering, it's if it's not there and it won't be there on beta, it will be, but you know, within a short period of time. Okay, so here's okay, so here's what I think. Um, I, I understand all that. So here's what I think. Anything we talk about with all this doesn't apply during beta, because those people are receiving product that's not fully baked. They're early that you know with that before you have a track record like there's all kinds of reasons why they're special maybe they get it for free maybe it's really cheap maybe it's free until you launch and then they get 50 percent off for life whatever right like just take care of them so mm-hmm. let's let's set them aside for a minute because whatever you're going to take care of them and it's not going to apply to them right so let's yeah. go let's go to customer number 15 and higher in other words it's not beta it's live you got enough you know sort of testimonials and nice things that like you're you know, that's not an issue anymore. They're not betting on an unknown anymore. You have sufficient features, right? Because because you're past that period. Or 20 or however many you think, you know, 35, whatever you say the beta period is, whatever that number is. Let's talk about, because for them, you're just going to do whatever's right, you know? So let's talk about what happens after that. So my feeling is, if you're at least as good at just the website as their next best alternative, I don't understand why you wouldn't be at least the price, if not more, than their next best alternative. Um, I don't know why you would need to undercut that price um, because I, I would assume that your site, again, ignoring the API for just a minute, that sure. your site is incrementally better. Maybe not like, you know, completely disruptive website. No, no, no. Well, but like, uh, it's more modern, it's better, it's easier for them to change. Um, it, 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 it uh, I don't know. It's, it, you know, your SEO is smarter. Like, I don't know. It's like incrementally better. And so why shouldn't you... Sp- charge the same amount or even more well right now it's not i mean no, i know I, but we're not talking about it right okay. now. okay you're talking about a year from now when i have all the features i mean i i feel like i i would have a hard time asking for more than you know the 50 dollars a month until someone until we myself or somebody else built say the ada accessible site i mean i live uh, in chicago and i'm not far from northwestern university which is in evanston one of the ideas was to get all the, you know it's a evanston's a relatively smaller town trying to get some of these other people to sign up and then have a, a site that was just specifically targeted to northwestern university students things of that sort hold on and a I don't, 
second. Wait, wait, wait. I get all that. When you do that, it is worth more. And I, I'm not arguing with any of that. But I'm still stuck on this thing with the website. You're not comfortable charging more? So <laughs> until about- it's until the value can be justified. Like I, if I were to say, listen, you know, I some of the other companies that have websites, it's going to I think it's going to be easy for a few of them that either have a lousy website or an out of date for them to say, yeah, I can justify paying $50 a month, $100. I'm not entirely sure, but I, I think $50 is, is not unreasonable. Well, but- hold on. First of all, you need to ask them. You need to propose it's 150 bucks and see what they say. And they say, why is it 150 bucks? And you have to have some pretty good answers because the SEO is better because people don't bounce off of it and I have the numbers to prove it or whatever. Um, but explain to me then why these, these real estate agents pay 150 bucks a month for a WordPress site, literally, in which they could buy a template for 80 bucks and shuffle around their, you know, some images and have a site. Why do they pay 150 bucks a month? Why do they pay $150 now? Or, yeah. or it, there's uh, thousands of them right now doing it. Why in the world are they doing it? I'm a little thrown off. Are you, are you, I guess I don't have the answer to that question. Yeah, it's an interesting question. Um, here's another example. I, I know WordPress consultants where um, they do build out the site for, like you said, you know, three grand, five grand, whatever. And then... They, they, they put in like a, this retainer of like, you're going to get five hours a month f- for my time plus all the hosting costs included and it's going to be 200 bucks a month or 150 bucks a month. And they're almost always successful in doing that. And of course, they go put the site on something really cheap. I mean, it probably costs them five to 10 bucks a month per site tops, right? Mm-hmm. And they manage things like upgrading the WordPress to the latest version and I don't know, like wh- whatever it is that they do, right? Okay. 150 bucks. Here it is again. Like the hosting costs are 10 bucks a month, but somehow they are able to charge 150 bucks a month for what you and I, technical people, would consider trivial services, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, with an insane markup of like 10x, <laughs> right? Yeah. So my point of all of that is, is um, it's a little bit rhetorical, but not really, to ask why are they paying that. It, my point is just to say, is to combat what you said when you said, I'm not comfortable charging more than 50 bucks a month because we don't have enough. And what I'm trying to, to get you to see is that you, I think you were thinking of this as how good is this offer? How many features does it have? How does it stack up to stuff? And how hard would it be for the, you know, what's their alternative? How hard would it be for them to build this another way? Um, and that's what the value is. And therefore that's what I should charge. And what I'm trying to do is push you from exactly the other direction. They don't care what your technology is. They don't care how much it costs for you to host it. They don't care how much each feature took to build, etc. There's some things that they want, which is kind of what we started the call with. I don't know what those are. Increasing traffic, increasing their Google right. search, right? If I, so, I understand. You're asking for one thing. Why is someone going to pay that money? What is the justification for me paying that money? And I can give you a simple one, oh, great. one sentence answer. Okay. Anything that gets somebody into that apartment yeah. a month earlier than a would have is going is cre- is creating value. If you're paying okay. fifty to a hundred dollars a month or whatever amount, yeah, yeah. but if you put somebody in that apartment a month earlier than you normally would have, or any number of months earlier, right? Then and they're paying eight hundred or a thousand dollars, you've made your money back. Ah. and and for fifty dollars a month, that's six hundred dollars a year. And if you get somebody in one month earlier, that is creating value. But the easiest way to say I can charge more is uh-huh. say for. 
for argument's sake, uh-huh. we're talking two years down the road. Uh-huh. If you had two or three or ten different sites that were using PadSeeker, you know, I, I had a friend of mine who was who was talking about, well, I want to create a site that deals specifically with this this issue, but trying to reduce your commute. If you would, if you could create, if you could put your data into this this application and maybe it's five or maybe it's a hundred different sites built on top of the API means your property will go out to that site and find that person and make it more likely that the person that's looking for the type of apartment they're looking for actually finds that that is where the value is in that software and right now when you just have a site I hate to say it I don't I don't even though I think I think it's valuable to have a website fifty dollars a month doesn't seem like a ridiculous amount of money I have a hard time charging more than that because there's there's if you have 10 or 20 properties and you get somebody to go to your website, there's not a huge guarantee that someone's you're going to get somebody's rear end in that apartment faster. It right. will with the potential growth of having 50 to 100 clients with 1,000 properties and having f- at least three to five different websites that are built on top of your application that – well, that means other people are looking at your stuff, and I always think about the ADA accessible thing because that's a very specific market. And if you say I have twenty apartments, but I have two that are ADA accessible, and this website says here are two units that are available in your price range or your, the amount of uh, bedrooms that you're looking for, that is the truest value of what PadSeeker provides right. or hopes to uh, down the road. I, you know, that's assuming I get to that point. That assumes I get fifty customers to sign up for this and actually. You know, you as a, you having a website, your property, your ADA specific property is being showed on this particular website. That's where the value is. And at that point, once there's something built on top of PadSeeker, yeah, I think I could charge $150, $200 a month because you're not just offering the website. You're offering the ability to market this individual property or certain types of properties to specific people that are looking but for that's, that. That's still the means to the end. The end is... Get an ass in the apartment faster because vacant apartments just cost you money. So one way is you have a special ADA site and that drives a bunch of traffic. And there's many other niches as you just described and you want to open it up so that it's easy to have a lot of these. But I think what it comes down to is driving a whole lot more very uh, qualified traffic to a website that converts well. Is that true? Uh, Yeah, I mean... Okay. Yeah. So here's what I would say. I mean, I'm still not negating the vision. I get it. I think it's great. But I'm still trying to figure out, because you, you also say, but that's, you know, down the road, that's down the road. And so I'm trying to figure out how can we maximize the amount, the value now. So I think it sounds like the pitch is you need, A, more traffic to the website, and not just crap traffic. I mean, you need more real traffic to the website, A. And B, you need that traffic to actually result in people getting apartments faster, like, just getting people to look at the homepage is not valuable. Getting to them to actually get an apartment, to, to say yes and sign on an apartment is really valuable. Um, so that's two things. More traffic, more conversion that you can tell. Because it sounds like if you could just fill an apartment every couple of months, uh, that would pay for a website that's 150 bucks a month. If you could prove that, right? So, yeah. so, like, so like here's an idea. What if your website... And I know they could do what I'm about to say now, but eh, they'd have to build stuff and figure it out, and, and you could build this pretty easily. What if you made on their website a way for someone to print out a, uh, a special offer? And the special offer is probably stuff like, if you move in by this date, the first month's free, or it's half off, or you know, you know like stuff like that. I know pro- for property, cause, uh, especially from commercial renting, stuff like 
giving away a month of free rent is very easy for them to say yes to because they know that gets them a tenant for a certain period of time. And like, that's a very easy giveaway for them. No, no sweat, right? Okay. Um, like in commercial real estate, it's almost a given that you sort of ask for a couple of months uh, off. Uh, and they always say yes because it works and it works with their financing on their side and all that stuff. It's very easy for them to do it. So here's what you could do. What if your website, a visitor comes and you're like, hey, we have a special end of year thing. And um, if you move in by the by December 31st, you can print this out and bring it in and uh, get, a, get your first month off or, or whatever the property manager agrees to. And of course, that thing is tracked, right? Because that thing is a thing you generate, even though they can print it as a PDF or whatever it is, or print the web page. You know, you'll determine an easy way, right? But whatever it is, like you can track it because it's got some numbers there, and that's going to get back to your analytics about where they came from and whatever. But the bottom line is, every time someone redeems one of those, it's a hundred percent proof that you did it through the website, right? Okay. So every time that happens, they know they just made whatever whatever their average lifetime value is of the customer, which I'm sure is thousands and thousands of dollars, right? Yes. So if you did that, a website that where you could actually track whether the website was working, because this is a great offer. Like, you know, shoot, if I was looking for an apartment and you told me a month free, I'd pr- probably print that sucker out. Like, that's going to save me 800 bucks. That's a lot of money to save. That's a pretty good incentive for the person, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you could probably track how many printouts there were too, just like you know, part of your own uh, funnel. That'd be kind of cool to see. But anyway, um, you only have to show a couple of hits. Uh, I mean, to me, you probably only have to show a couple of hits a year to justify a pretty expensive website. And again, I think you could do that before there's an API, before you have a way to generate a lot of traffic and just say, here's a website where finally we're encouraging people to get into the apartment and we will know if it works or not. Either they're going to redeem these things, which means it's working, or they don't. And we'll all know. Okay. And, right? And like, like Yeah. And, and now that now you can justify a lot of money because, because they, they can do the math and they'll know. And so uh, now you can justify the 150 bucks because how else are they going to print coupons they can – and then imagine all the stuff that suddenly starts appearing. We're going to put Craigslist ads and try stuff, and we can actually track it all the way to whether they got the apartment. Or, like you said, we're going to have the ADA site and these other sites, and it's going to just generate more traffic. And now imagine this. Um, I I wouldn't do this today uh, because you don't know enough about the behavior of these people, but let's suppose you are good at this, and this does work, and people redeem these suckers, and property managers go ape. What if the way you got paid was... Every time someone gets an apartment, you get 500 bucks or 1000 bucks or something. And that's it. So like if you don't generate leads for them, no, wait, forget leads. I take it back. If you don't generate asses in the apartment, <laughs> you don't even get paid. But if you do, you get a nice you get a nice commission. I bet you you could do that. Now right now, that would be a pretty big leap of faith on your part cuz you don't know if you can <laughs> if you can convert. Yeah. But suppose that also that also yeah. involves, you know, as far as being available from potentially nine to five, uh, maybe not, maybe not. What? But I mean, up until this point, it's been primarily, you know, the, the application that I've been trying to develop is as much self-service as possible and not having to be intimately involved with talking to human beings from nine to five. Wait, wait, wait. Have- why would you, you know, you're not talking to human beings from nine to five. This is a coupon they bring physically to the apartment yeah. and, and redeem there. You're not involved. How do I, how would you go about saying... All right, you rented this apartment and they printed this ad, and this is the person that did it. It sounds like how can you 
trust the apartment management company to pay you the the finder's fee. You're, you're right. right. It might it might not work. But here's what I would bet: if it doesn't work, if if they're pretending like it doesn't work, then you're going to shut off the website. And if it is working, they don't want that to happen. So I agree with you. And so maybe that's a bad idea. We're brainstorming, right? So you're right. Yeah. That might be a bad idea. F- fair enough, right? That's fine. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, bottom line is. Um, they can now measure how much this is worth to them, and it doesn't take a lot of hits in this idea to make it make it worth a lot of money per month. Okay. And you, and you could do that now or first today with the website. Like, how are you different from their alternatives? Well, there's this feature in this map. Okay, fair enough. Like, you need to have a baseline of modern good stuff, no doubt. And you know how to do that. You're already doing it, of course. But here's the here's like here could be the magic thing that nobody else has is this coupon thing which gets just what you said gets the ass in the chair sooner get get gets the person in the apartment sooner and they know it <laughs> and that okay. that is insane if you can do that right like that's that's, yeah. that's the holy grail for them it <laughs> proves that you're worth a ton of money like now you can charge 500 bucks a month for the damn website this is the the whole basis for which the advertising industry is built in is you have no idea where your traffic is coming right. from and you should just pay us money and hopefully we'll get people. I, I guess right. what I'm I'm hearing you're saying is imagine someone gets to the site and they click a button and they print out a flyer that says you get a month for free right. and you could say, listen, this is somebody that would not have found you under normal circumstances uh, well, and well, therefore well, it created two, value. Well, two things. One, they may not have found you or they, they probably would have just left this website and not printed anything out or bothered. That's probably true. But here's what we know for sure. If you put a time limit on that, which you should, right, because you're trying to get them to act. Yeah. What you said is if you can get someone even a month earlier into that apartment than they would have. Even the same person that was going to find you anyway, if you could get them in there a month earlier, you just told me that's worth money to you. So what I so what I would say is it's pretty likely that this person would not have, in fact, printed out something from your website and gone over there because there was no compelling reason to. We gave them a reason to. So number one, you're right. This is probably a new customer you didn't have before. But number two, for sure, they, would, they might not have moved this quickly and you got them to move faster. So like... That's the worst case is you got them in the apartment sooner, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. probably that was a new person. And the more this happens, in other words, as you get better at driving traffic and at converting that traffic, which again is something you, will, you know you'll get better over time, whether that means better SEO, whether that means uh, an API that just drags really highly qualified people in all the time. You know, there's lots of ways in which you can increase the amount of this clearly tangibly valuable thing and you will like you have this vision with api and these other sites awesome that will be another part of your secret sauce for why this drives a ton of value that they can even measure unlike every other form of advertising um that they have i mean that's incredibly valuable and so but even on day one i'm still trying to drive to how is it on day one your website's still worth 150 a month or even 500 a month on day one again yeah i'm, I'm exempting I'm the there. beta i'm exempting the beta people again yeah. as usual right set aside but like on day one uh you know once once you've got your version 1.0 set and you're you're on to customer 23 how is it even before the api this is worth a ton of money and the api is only going to make it more valuable <laughs> right yeah, yeah, it's a lot to think about. I, uh... <laughs> you know what? The reason I called you is I was hoping that you could help um, give me 
focus as far as priorities because the I spoke to those four four or five people on the current version of the product, and the example or the answer I got was, uh, I'm interested, but only when you actually have something. And uh-huh. I was I was the reason I was I even looked for this conversation was I was hoping you could sort of uh, I, I took the reason I called those people is because of listening to your show and starts for the rest of us and other things that do your marketing before your app is live, uh-huh. and because I got such a uh, the re- the reaction I got from the people I talked to, which is, I'm interested, but don't talk to me again until you have something. Was I was trying to figure out what the highest priority is, and right. this conversation is very relevant. But I was, you know, I was debating whether I just I spend more time as far as trying to talk about the the marketing aspect, or just go back to woodshedding and just writing code. And it sounds like you you still think I need to I need to put more time at least into talking to people that. It, you know, it, it sounds like you, you're you're trying to get me to think beyond where I am right now, or at least add a feature that it currently doesn't exist. And maybe it isn't necessarily that hard to do, but well, it's sort I'm, of a, what I'm trying to get you to do is to tap into something where they their eyes get wide and they go, "Oh my god, when is this going to be done?" And that's not the reaction you're getting yet. Yeah, no, it isn't. And I think the if I had to guess, the reason is that what you're pitching right now is an incrementally better website. For a reasonable price, which is yeah. okay, but like, why would they get excited about that? And why wouldn't they push you off to wait until it's done? Because there's no, yeah. why would you, what are you going to talk about it? That's all it is. So, what is it where you go, hey, what if I could prove whether or not I was, get, I was filling apartments faster than you are now? What if I was the only, what if I took all your marketing, which you can't measure at all, and made it measurable? Right? Like, that's what you said, right? Um, yeah. You know, like, what are some things like that, potentially, where they go, oh, my God. You know, there's that, there's that great quote from the, from the guy, I think it's from the late 1800s, actually, that's, uh, I know half of my marketing spend is wasted. I just don't know which half. Yeah. Right? It, everybody relates to that. And you can, you know, you, you can, you can determine which half and, and more importantly, you know, you can, you can justify the site, you know, um, you know, you could, you could say, first of all, you could mock up what the screen would look like with the offer on their homepage or whatever it would be with a mm-hmm. big print button. You know, you could just sort of make a, a, a one screenshot mock-up of, of what does that look like and say, Hey, if I could prove whether I'm filling apartments because the software just does all this automatically then would you be interested in giving me a trial run? Just a trial. You don't have to switch it forever. Just a trial run. Listen, I'll do it for free for three months. Just would you try it? In other words, you got to get some kind of commitment of like, oh yeah, if you build that thing, then I will try it. That's that's different from just come back when it's done, I'll take another look. That's not a commitment. Okay, so can I ask you a quick question? As far as relative to this idea, it sounds like I have to sell these people on the idea of giving away a month's, month's rent free. You know that that's part of the pitch. Does that sound like an accurate description? Well, th- just in this particular brainstorm of, of this particular way to maybe fill a, a, an apartment faster, and also because I, I'm pretty sure that that works with their with their financials. But it might be some other idea, but something that's tangible that that um, you can track, they can track. Everyone agrees that that it's 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 put it's throwing thousands of dollars into their bottom line. Let's put it that way. Because just what you said, because of an, we know apartment was filled that wouldn't be, or it would have been filled uh, some time in the future, which is bad, <laughs> right? It's absolutely making yeah. thousands of dollars. 
when that event happens, we all agree to it. And, and this was just an idea about how to do that. You might have other ideas, and so might they. Okay. Well, I'd love to keep picking your brain, but I, I probably <laughs> I probably have to go at this point. Here's a weird idea. What if you paid for it? In other words, let's say they let's say this. The website's five hundred bucks a month. And you say, here's the deal. It's five hundred bucks a month. That's a ton. I know that. And it's totally not worth it to you unless I can prove I'm filling apartments, right? Of course if I can prove it, it's a no brainer. Yeah. Okay, so here's how you do it. You take all the risk off of them and you say, here's the deal. It's 500 bucks a month. Um, there's a money-back guarantee going back three months. In other words, you can cancel it any time and get your last month back. So if this isn't working, uh, you know, then don't worry about it. And you make the coupon and you pay the first month's rent. How bizarre is that? <laughs> that, takes, uh, that takes revenue that I don't, I don't have uh, yet. You or... do if it's $500 a month. Okay. Yeah, that, that, that's not crazy. Well, it may be a bad idea because maybe the apartment is $2,000, and if you're successful, then you're out of money because you're spending too much money. So that may be a bad idea, in fact. But I, this is what I just mean is, is trying to break you out of um, – or just try to you know break into inter- just different ideas. How can you remove the risk from them? The, you know, the more you can remove risk from them and, sh- and demonstrate – exactly what changes their bottom line the most whatever does that that's what's going to be compelling to them and so what i just said is probably bad because the more successful you are it costs you more money so in retrospect probably a bad idea but you see what i mean like that's the kind of brainstorming you want is how how can you just generate a lot of value out of this that they agree to um here's one last thing he said you know i'm wondering whether i should Go back and write code and do what they said, which is to make it and then come back to them. That's what they said, right? Um, should I do that or, or is that my priority? And I think the easiest way to, to see that, that, that just writing more code is, is definitely not the priority is this, that you know, I know for a fact, you can go away and in February or whenever you said, you will come back with a website that has all the features you need. And it looks nice and it's compelling and it's absolutely a good alternative to, or it's a good uh, choice given their alternatives. I know a hundred percent you could do that. Don't you? Uh, yeah, that's, that, that, that sounds like a very realistic uh, proposition. Yeah. I mean, there's no risk there because you know how to write code and the websites are at this stage, you know, before all this, this cool vision stuff, but at this stage, the code is also pretty easy. Like there's no, there's no, there's a lot of work to do, but there's no like, uh, there's no scary, unknowable things to, to figure out, right? Like, you're going to do it. <laughs> 100% chance you're going to do it. And so 100% chance that in February or March, you will have a certain website that's a, that's a better alternative. Um, and you could probably get some people to give you 20 to 50 bucks a month for it. I, I'm sure of that. I'm sure if you call a bunch of people and their alternative is 100 bucks, yours is just as good and it's 30 bucks, I'm sure some people would do it. I'm sure. Is there any doubt? Uh, no, I, there isn't a lot okay. of doubt. So the reason, so that's why not to do that, <laughs> because you can do that, and now all that's happened is it's three months later, and you've learned nothing at all. You are, in other words, you're no closer to knowing whether this is a business or uh, or not, or if it's financially successful or not, or how much you could charge, or what features that they really need to get excited about, or um, I don't know anything, anything about the business. And the market and the customers and anything. You 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 will absolutely 100% do it and you'll absolutely 100% know nothing more than you do today. 
So the business hasn't progressed at all. You've just done some busy work that, you know. So there's no way of knowing, since you haven't learned anything during that time, there's no way of knowing if that was the right stuff to build. There's no way of knowing if those four people will turn around and go, now that's what I wanted. No way. And so it's not the right thing to heads down and do it simply because if if, if you could spend even a week or two talking to an, two dozen people and having some of these other ideas that might get them excited and so on and vet all those, you're going to come back with a much better idea of what those next three months should be. And then you do the next three months and do those things. So why why spend three months to in, in which at which time the business has not progressed at all when you could take a week or two now, put the compiler down completely, take a week or two now, actually figure out what you should build and then do that for the next uh, you know, two or three months knowing that there's a light at the end of the tunnel because you found people saying, oh, well, now if you did that, I'm giving you 50 bucks a month or 150 bucks a month or whatever it is. And now you're confident that, that those next three months are time is time well spent because, because people have literally told you I'll give you money if you do it. And so why not do that, I would say? It sounds sense. like, yeah, I... Put it this way: I've been doing this for long enough that uh, I, I have to I have to think about what you're saying and and sort of uh, it's not a huge change, but it, it's certainly a different focus as far as what the what the point of the business is. No, and, it's not. It's not a huge change at all. It's it's simply. In fact, there's no change at all to your vision. In fact, I think it enhances your vision. Um, what what I would say is this: Yeah, it could be a huge change in what the first step is of your business. Yeah, and I, I submit to you that having a, a, an okay alternative website at a decent price is not that interesting of a first step. In other words, what it means is you're leaving all the interesting parts for later, instead of trying to make this step also interesting and also compelling. And I think you should try to make this step compelling, and I think you can. I think there's no reason not to try to make this step compelling, and it'll only make the future steps even more compelling. Okay. And I'll, I'll do one last thing. So you're, you're a developer, right? You're an engineer. Is that true? Yeah. So when you work on, a, if you tackle a big new a development project, which of course this is a long-term big new development project, you always take the risky stuff and do it first, right? Yeah. Always. I, and that's, that's the thing is the whole idea of like having multiple domains pointing to the same uh, uh, IP address. That is something I did not know how to do on this, when this project started. And uh-huh. once I, I got over those humps as far as using subdomains and, and whatnot and handling the incoming traffic. That was sort of like the biggest hurdle for me. It was very gratifying that, you know, I'm at the point where the stuff I need to do now, I know how to do it. Uh-huh. And I, it's not as intimidating or concerning to me. Exactly. And that was the right thing to do, wasn't it? Because if you did the stuff you knew how to do and then you left the risky part at the end, well, you know, A, then you don't really know how much time this is going to take because the part you understood is done already. <laughs> And, yeah. and and then also what if that thing that was risky that you didn't understand what if that required an architectural shift so that all that stuff that you already knew how to do now has to be changed and now you've wasted time because it turns out to do the domain stuff it has to be this and that and that means your code has to change well crap if I had done that first right then the, the simpler stuff that I knew how to do I could have just done it and now I'm wasting time redoing some code only because I did it in the wrong order right yeah Okay, so what I'm submitting to you is that 
now, okay, so now, so that's all within the scope of development, and you already un- intuitively do that because that's the right way to tackle a development project: risky stuff, unknowable stuff first, stuff you understand later. <laughs> that's the right order of operations to minimize uh, the the overall project risk and to minimize the amount of work you have to do. Right. Mm-hmm. So what I'm asking you to do is zoom out um, another power of ten. Now consider all of the development effort to be something that you pretty much have under your control and is pretty much risk-free. It's under your control. You know how to do it. It's just a matter of time. And the part that's risky and unknown is everything else. Will they give you money? How much? What's the market? How do you actually tap into something that's valuable to them instead of just a website? That stuff, that is the unknown, unknown, risky question mark part of the project. And the development, the whole development part is known. Of course, you could zoom back into development, and then then there's details, and you'd sort that. But like at this at this scale, wouldn't you agree that all of this stuff is the question marks, and the development is the part that you're comfortable with that you could absolutely do, and and therefore the same reasoning applies. You should do the risky stuff that you don't understand first, because that will inform what you do with the stuff that you do understand. And just like those domain the domain stuff might have thrown off code that you did, and you'd have to rewrite it. Similarly, when you get out there and talk to two dozen people and talk about expensive websites and have some of these ideas that go to their bottom line and you talked about it, you might discover it's a whole other product or at least maybe it's not a whole other product. Maybe that's taking it too far. Maybe it's not. But, but still, like selling this website might be, sure, we have a website, but all of a sudden you can track your marketing and that's the thing or whatever, right? And yeah. that's going to totally inform what features you do between now and February. And you might be working, and I'm totally making this up, but you might be working on a calendar widget and now you realize, forget the calendar widget, I need the coupons and get going. You know, I've just made that up, but yeah. you see what I mean? In other no, words, it's, that it's will inform it. So you've got to do it in the right order for yourself to, 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 um, to not do extra useless work that you could have avoided. Same argument. Okay. So I, I don't think the vision's different at all. I think rather I'm trying to get you to reorder the steps in which you get to uh, like a version one of phase one of your business. And if you reorder the steps, I feel you will have a, you'll have a stronger, more powerful, more compelling version 1.0 of phase one. And I think you'll get there faster because you're minimizing the amount of rework you'll have to do during, you know, in order to get to that version 1.0. Of phase one, does that make okay. sense? So yeah, like, it does. So everything after that, I'm not arguing with at all. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but I, but I think you could reorder and rethink how you're approaching version one of phase one to be much more valuable and much more likely to be successful coming out of that stage, just by reordering the how you you know how you approach these things. None of these things are negating what you're doing. You might go out there and discover that ex- if you had a cheaper version of the same thing. You would just, they'd fall like dominoes and you'd have a thousand people by the end of the year. Well, that's kind of cool too. Like, I don't know what you're going to find. I posit, yeah. I posit that you don't know either and that that's the next thing to fix is to, is to know that. And then you'll know it too because you're smart and you'll take all that feedback and you'll go, oh, okay, this is what, this is what uh, rung their bell and this didn't. And, you know, sh- shoot, the, it's like the more I charged, the more they were like, okay, but I better see results. And you said, God damn, they're willing to give me that much money or just the reverse. Maybe they're super price sensitive. Like, I don't know. Right. Um, by posit that you don't know either. And if you find out, you'll know what to do between now and February or March, uh, that will make 10 or 20 people give you money. And I think more money than you think. Okay. 
Well, great. Um, I, I, I have a bunch of fun. I think this is, a, <laughs> I think this is a cool idea. I think, um, I love it when you have an industry that's way behind the times and you have an, you know, relatively simple technology that can come in and fundamentally change, uh, their ability to do business. And if you can put people's butt, if you can fill apartments three or six months earlier and you can prove it, that is fundamentally changing their bottom line. And you could charge a lot of money for that. And the technology doesn't have to be outlandish. Yeah. Uh, at least not phase one and, you know, and so on. And, and of course, as you've been saying, you have a vision of how you can, you can sort of scale the, the effect that you can have for property managers even higher and, of course, in different loca- lo- locations and all that kind of stuff to where this could just be a juggernaut and you could be the way to do websites uh, for apartment folks because how could you not do it this way? Just like with AdWords where it's like once you can measure it, how can you not try to do it and measure it? It may, it may turn yeah. out to be good. It may not. But like how can you not try it? And people do try it because <laughs> how can you not, right? Uh, mm-hmm. and, and, or, and, and like you said, it doesn't have to be big to be successful. Maybe it just ends up being you got 20 or 50 people. They're super happy with you. You're develop, you've developed a tremendous service for them. You're charging them 200 bucks a month, and they're thrilled because they're making thousands of dollars a month more because of you. They're thrilled beyond belief. You grow at a pace that's comfortable for you. Um, you do the APIs and all that. You expand to other locations if and when you, f- you choose, and you make a ton of profit. That's awesome. It doesn't have to be Google. <laughs> it can just yeah. be a, a kick-ass profitable little thing that you just sort of decide how fast and how far you want to take it. Brilliant. Well, I, I really appreciate your time. You've given me an awful lot to think about. and uh, I've, <laughs> I, I'm glad I had this conversation. You certainly helped me sort of uh, think of... Uh, Perhaps I was getting a little too hung up on on the website as far as giving the website because it always seemed like it was the the you get more flies with honey as opposed to I'm I'm just I'm more fascinated by the API and the data I know you and are. the ability to build stuff on top of that and the ability to list your properties in multiple sites than I am about the site even though I do like the idea of giving the site but I it always seemed right. like it was. Um, it, it, this conversation has helped me realize what I what I'm really curious about, which is the, the API and the ability to get people into an apartment faster and well the, helping customers with that. Then, then I then I would suggest this. Um, there's I, I think there's, there's there's two like rational ways that you could sort of address what you just said that the website's not interesting and the API and data is, and, and two ways you could sort of tackle this that I think make a lot of sense. One is you could decide. Of course, the website is not interesting. Of course, it's a means to an end. Therefore, the more you can make just the website alone super compelling, and that may mean a low price, but I feel like usually low price doesn't automatically make it compelling. In fact, it makes it look less valuable. That's an aside. But the more compelling you can make the website, probably though because it's delivering insane measurable value to them, right? The more mm-hmm. you can do that, although that's not your primary passion and it's not the vision of the company, it's it's a means to an end, the better you can knock the ball out of the park with that where they just go, holy crap, and give you good money for a great website. That enables your big vision more than anything else could at this phase because you, you agree you have to first kind of insinuate yourself in there and then you can have enough data that the API makes sense and so on and so forth. So 
in order for this phase to work, you have to make what, what even though this is not your your primary passion, you still have to make it work as well as possible, which means making it super compelling for them. And also, by the way, the more money you can charge for them for this, a the more money you can even more money you can charge once you send even more traffic to them through the API stuff. But but it funds whatever you want to do. Like the more mm -hmm. you can get out of them, the more you can fund that API. And, and et cetera, like building, maybe you could build five of these sites simultaneously because you have money coming in like crazy. You can hire people. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like the money can only enable what you want. So even though you're not excited about it, it's an enabler for what you are excited about. And it's, and it's the first building block you have to do uh, anyway, as a means to what you're excited about. So get, so therefore throw yourself, throw all your weight and, and, and energy behind it anyway, knowing that it's, it's the best way to get to what you're excited about. That's, that's the first path that I think is very rational. And also that I recommend that you do. The second path is to say, I need to follow my passion. If my passion is an API, I should build an API. Why am I dicking around with websites? I don't need to dick around <laughs> with the means to an end. If I'm passionate about building an ADA site and setting that up with people, then why don't I just build the ADA site and figure out a way to suck the data out of these other sites, not build a website? Screen scraping? Of course. Go scrape this stuff. Out. Look, it's, it's Chicago. And remember, everything I say is just phase one. This not necessarily have to be scalable to the whole country. You'll figure that out some other time, right? Some mm -hmm. other time you'll figure out how to make this big time. But for now, you could literally pay an intern or Odesk person to literally go website by website and type crap into a spreadsheet, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> now you have your data. <laughs> you go make the ADA website, which is, I agree, a brilliant idea. You spend all of your time and energy trying to get attention for this ADA site, drive traffic to it, go to the, like you said, the few people who are drivers for stuff like this, who you know, and they say, oh my God, that we've, this is the website we've all been missing. And you just make that happen. Don't try to displace a website, which is hard. And you have to build all this code, which honestly is the same kind of code that is everywhere else. It's not even innovation and you only get 20 I, bucks a month, right? Just go like, yeah. screw that. Why am I building a crappy means when I can just jump to the end? I enjoyed doing it. I mean, there are things I used technology that I had not used before, and I enjoyed trying to do stuff that sure. I had never tried to do before. So I never felt like it was a labor. Right. It never felt, and perhaps I mean, this is too much of a. At times, it's been too much of a, a fun project. Um, I mean, I've had this idea for years, but this is it's only in the past six months to a year that it's sort of changed into oh, I'm going to do it this way, and this uh -huh. this is why I think it could succeed. I've I've always enjoyed the. The, the coding part of it that it was it never felt like um, it was sort of pain in the rear. I mean, I I I'm intrigued by the idea of you know I, I liked what Shopify has done in the sense that they have this gem that uses uh, I think it's called Liquid where it allows people to template and you can do the same thing with any programming language. But the whole idea of we're going to make it easy for you to get the back end and you can do whatever you want on the front end. I mean, I've enjoyed that process. I'm more fascinated and I have greater aspirations for the API and I do not want to do screen scraping because I know a few people who have been involved with um, in, involved with the property management uh, business and there are people who literally they just start sites they they scrape other sites they don't give you quality data right. because the data is no longer connected to the person that owns the property right. that was the that was the advantage of you're giving somebody a website you're making it easy for them to for them to understand this is how you say all right this apartment is no longer available or it's not in the neighborhood it that that you're looking for you know I I, I know but but um, I agree a hundred percent but the screen scraping is just to start. 
then mm-hmm. you still have to get good data. I agree. It's just a bootstrapping way to get moving and to get some momentum. Because here's how you do. Because here's with, with that path. Here's the direction you go. You build the site. You start with the screen scrape data. On day one, that data is fresh. As the time passes, it's not fresh. Okay, you can use Odesk to sort of make it a little fresher, but it still sucks. I agree. But if you can get it generating really quality traffic to their website and you can prove it again through maybe coupons that you get from the ADA site, right? Mm-hmm. Not from their site. Now you put the coupons on the ADA site. You get a property from this and here's the coupon and you do it. So it doesn't matter what's on their website. You do it through the ADA and you start proving I am I am filling apartments for you. At that moment, aren't they ready to do anything you ask? Oh my God, you're filling apartments for me. And you say yes and I can fill more but, the, but Here's the deal. I'm only going to do this for you for three months because I have to have accurate data from you or I refuse to display old data because it's bad for my customers. It's going to be bad for my site. You must uh, you know, update your site. Now, does that mean you control their website or maybe they have a login to uh, some other system where they do it? I don't know. You, you'll know that. You'll, you'll figure out what that means. But in other words, you first prove to them they need to work with you because you're sending them leads and you're about to stop sending them leads unless <laughs> unless they give you good data, which could happen in any number of ways. You see, that's yeah. the direction you then push it, which I think is very powerful. I love that idea. I love the idea of proving it first so that um, they, I mean, how compelling is that? I've sent you, th- I've filled three apartments in the last three months and now I'm going to shut it off unless <laughs> you get an account with me. It's this much per month. And you keep your data fresh, and I'm gonna, and we have ways of checking. You have to keep this fresh. If you don't keep it fresh, then blah blah blah, and whatever. And that's incredibly compelling because they don't want to turn off the the hose of new customers. Are you kidding me? So, you know, I love that path as well. So, I would say this: no, pro- of course, you like doing it. The website, so you did it. You learned a lot. This is good. That's not a bad thing. But you also have to decide right now if this is going to be a business instead of a hobby. You have to decide. What is going to be the shortest path to a product that's compelling, making money for you and other people, etc.? And now if that's not a website, then you have to say that's a sunk cost. I'm not at all reluctant or, or, or uh, I'm sad um, that I did it because I learned a lot and it was a blast. And that's what life is about, isn't it? So yeah. no regrets. But that, But just because it's been great up to this point doesn't mean it's necessarily the right business choice now. Yeah. And it may be that building the this other website which by the way you can do quickly now that you've learned so much from building the other website see it wasn't in vain after all um you know that's the right way to go and that's the way to, to hit your passion and it's a great business direction to go um in that way and then you don't have to bother with these websites which is you know sort of another thing i love that path and i think you 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 should consider that it's a sunk cost and not wait not use that as weight of whether you should continue doing it or not. It should be based on a business choice, not based on the fact that you happen to have been doing that for the last year. But again, I also like plan A, which is yes, you do do the websites, but you figure out how to make even just the websites into a good business. And then when you do the thing you're passionate about, the thing you're passionate about is now literally funded by the website thing and enabled by the website thing. I think that's also a brilliant uh, plan that, that continues around your current uh, direction, except again, reordering uh, the order in which that you uh, d- you know do some of these functions in your business, so that you're, you you do achieve that when you finally release one Does that make sense? I think both of those are very rational and, and very yes. good ideas, and only you can decide, of course, what you want to do. I, I guess I'm leaning towards a. I 
I really appreciate your time. It's given me a lot to think about, and uh, I'm I'm just glad uh, you you had me on. Well, thanks for thanks for doing all this, and it's really hard to do this and and be honest and get criticized and then have it go on the internet. <laughs> the first twenty minutes were brutal, Jason. Well, it, you know, you were telling me about solutions, and, and it's not. It's something else. It's something yeah. awesome. It's something awesome. I mean, what if it's you walk in and say, "I will add." 50 grand to your bottom line. Want to know how? Yeah. Well, because I said wow. blah, blah, blah. Like, that's <laughs> what it is. It ain't no solution. It ain't no website. Yeah. I mean, that's just a means to an end. Like, that's the yeah. exciting part. And I think you have it. I think you totally can do this. And we, we brainstormed some things, but like, if you go into these meetings with some ideas and you talk to 20 people, you're going to find the ideas. And then that's going to be so exciting. And now, now you're going to build something, whatever that is, whichever of these paths you take and so on. That is going to be genuinely really valuable, and that means you can charge a lot and make a lot of money, and and uh, that's better than just going heads down and making sort of a the same website as everyone else has, and then you pop yeah. up in March and you still don't have anything more than a sort of a good template for a property management website. What the hell? Yeah, you, you know you can just do. That's not where your passion is, and you and you totally have the ability to do something that's just. I don't want to say bigger. That's the wrong word. More compelling and more valuable. Absolutely. Well, thanks for thanks again for coming on. Thank you. And let us know how it goes. I will do that. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks. Take care. Thanks for listening to Smart Bear Live with Jason Cohen, brought to you by SoftwarePromotions.com. Be sure to visit SmartBearLive.com to listen to more shows and find out how you can speak with Jason on a future show.